Welcome everyone to another Slab Stocks Live here on Monday on YouTube at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. My name is Aaron, one of your hosts, joined by Nate tonight. Uh, day after the Super Bowl, the Rams have won. They are Super Bowl champs. And uh, we talked about it a little bit last night at PWCC uh, live bidding stream. But we've got a little bit of Super Bowl coverage coming up. But most of today's talk is going to be about the sports card wax and seal product market because the last year has been rather interesting to say the least. Um, with how products have changed, either dropping massively in price or gaining value or the retail price of products. Um, we're just going to talk about a whole lot of different data from it and uh, basically have a discussion about it together and see what we can uh, find out at the end. So, Nate, how are you doing tonight? Good, good. Been a busy day. Getting ready yeah. for uh yeah, What are you doing tomorrow? Can you hear me? This? Oh, what do we got there? The... Top's premier party invite. Look at that. D Nate's stepping up in the, in the baseball world. He's uh, going to L.A. tomorrow to the uh, 2022 Top Series 1, the premier party that used to be called the Rip Party, but I think it's just now an overall launch party type of deal. Um, so Nate's going to figure out what's going on over there and share some content to Instagram and later later uh, YouTube videos we'll be releasing on it. So Key, uh, key point there is figure out what's going on because... <laughs> Not a clue what the premier party entails. Yeah, I guess uh, it's going to be a uh, learn-as-you-go type of deal, right? Yep. Uh, looks like we got some people joining already. Uh, thanks so much for coming. If you're uh, here, say hi, and we'll uh, we'll let you know. Say hi back, I guess. So uh, last night, like I said, the Rams won. Just covering a couple sales here. We've got the 2017 Prism Blue Wave Rookie Auto of Cooper Cup. Uh, number 149 PSA 9. That is a sticker auto sold for $727. That is a 142% increase since December 24th, I think it was. Um, that's a big increase considering at that point he already was having a dominant year, but obviously he just pretty much had the best wide receiver year of all, of all time. Um, combining a lot of stuff together, like Offensive Player of the Year, Super Bowl MVP, Triple Crown winner. It's never been done before in one season. It's only been done by one player before in his entire career, and that was Jerry Rice. So uh, pretty crazy, pretty crazy. Michael Brown says, what's up? Hey, how we doing, man? Good to see you, Nick, to another chat. Uh, Leland, you guys have any Burrow stuff, and do you try and sell before the Super Bowl? We had no Burrow stuff, but if we did have Burrow stuff, we definitely would have been selling before the Super Bowl, right, Nate? That is correct. Never wait for the big game where everyone else is going to sell. And for the fact of the matter, it's like, like what Nate said, when everyone else is going to sell, but it's like you kind of got a one-day window to capture the highest prices. And at that point... If you don't, they're probably going to go down anyways after. Uh, but this sale on the right is pretty crazy to me. It's uh, Spectra Blue Disco Auto of Matt Stafford, 2021. Um, it is in his Rams uniform, which is why it sold for so much. It's number 10, so for $427, a sticker auto. That is by no means a card that has ever bought for investment purposes. This is clearly just a Rams fan, I'm sure, that was just, or a Lions fan, maybe. That was just super excited about that Super Bowl victory and went and grabbed that card. I mean, it makes sense, right? Pretty you get your card. You can get your player in a, in a Rams jersey. Uh, not too many Rams Matthew Stafford autographs out there. So pretty cool. But just a really interesting sale to say the least, too. Steve not selling his burrows. He said he made a mistake, Steve. though. <laughs> um, next up, we've got Joe Burrow. This is his 2020 Contenders autograph, PSA 9. I asked on Instagram last night after the Bengals lost. This was worth $4,000 prior to today. What does this sell for in one month? Uh, it was either under $3,000 or over $3,000, and it, the vote was 65% for under $3K, 35% for over $3K. This card was worth like $800 back in like November or December, which is crazy to think um, that increased that much, $800 or $900 up to $4,000 in like a couple months. So we, had, we did not have one of these to sell after the Super Bowl yet, but what we did have sell was an auction last night for the Variation PSA 9, which is far more rare. And went for three thousand one hundred and fifty. So I think if anything, that points to the next sale of the black jersey PSA nine selling for under three thousand. Would you agree, Nate? I'd agree. I'd agree. I got you. Um, Nate has no thoughts on Joe Burrow. It seems. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we, we, you know, I, we know I what agree. happens. Guy I loses the Super Bowl or wins the Super Bowl, prices usually go down. Not to mention Joe Burrow has been the talk of card, uh, just card talk everywhere for the last two months now. Uh, but you can never get enough because last night we had an all-time record sale through the uh, PWCC weekly auction number five. 
This is his 2020 National Treasures rookie patch on number 99 PSA 9 with the 10 auto. It's the highest recorded public sale of this card. Um, any grade, $84,000. There are some PSA 10 10s out there. I'm intrigued to see if those do hit public auction. They'll for sure sell for over this. But as of right now, this is the uh, record sale for this specific card. And that did increase in value after people knew that the Bengals were losing, right? Nate didn't get one more bid, an extra $5,000 after the Bengals lost, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was sitting at 65000 I think, right before the live stream started and then hit 70000 And obviously with the uh, buyer's premium, 84000 Right, so that that's that's uh, what I saw too. So someone definitely really wanted this and uh, be interesting to see where it goes from here. Few more sales to recap quick from the PWCC weekly auction number four last night uh, when we were bidding in one of Kabam. Uh, I was about to say Kabam, <laughs> Alec, Alec Kabam. Uh, no, a Kaboom Mbappe PSA nine rookie um, from 2018. Some will say not rookie, some will say rookie, but uh, it uh, we get we grabbed that one. But the sales that we're looking at here today is a Giannis PMG blue out of 50 versus a Curry uh, fabric auto from Rookies and Stars 9.5. The Giannis sold for six thousand nine hundred. The Curry sold for 6600 Nate, I know this is probably no contest for you, but just in my opinion, I'm not a huge fan of cloth autographs. The, the auto on the fabric is cheesy. It is cheesy to me, too, and the logo and the as well there. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Giannis all day. Oh, Rob's in the house. Welcome, Rob. Joseph as well, and Nicholas, good to see you all. Um, but, yeah, the Giannis is out 50, so that was, that was a big card to sell. This one I can't believe. I know people like their Cosmics, but. Man, when we're starting to talk about this wax stuff later in the show, I know the Cosmics were the Panini Rewards points packs, but um, there's just so many ultra-modern parallels. And I'm taking a PSA 10 Brett Favre autograph from 2004 all day, every day for the same price as a Cosmic Aaron Rodgers 2019. Nate, what about you? Uh, of course. Of course. <laughs> Dude, it's an auto. I know. It, I just can't. This is like the... I just can't understand it. I can't understand. If anyone in the comments looks at this and says, uh, I want the Aaron Rodgers, you let us know why. You tell me why I'm wrong and why uh, the Aaron Rodgers is better than the Brett Favre, but I probably won't believe you. Nate, this one I want you to take here. Tell me, to tease auto of 499 BGS 9.5 for 6600 or save $2,000 and uh, get a Stan Musial um, rookie Ooh. PSA 5. Ooh, that's interesting. Oh man. Well, what am I going after? Am I going after maximizing the amount of money I can make? I'd go after the Tatis, of course, because modern top five player in the game. Um, and the potential to hit 40 plus home runs out of shortstop doesn't come around. And he could be a Hall of Famer in his own right if he stays healthy. That being said, there's a ton of risk there. So if I was just trying to make sure that my investment would slowly go up and I wasn't risking anything. Obviously, I'd go after the Stan Musial because, I mean, that's a 1948 Leaf rookie PSA 5. Pretty good grade. That's Andy, a, yeah. I was going to say it's an all-time set too, Jackie Robinson also. Yeah, and I could take that $2,000 and go invest it in a Topps Gold rookie number to 2019 PSA 10. Yeah, that's true. You could diversify. Um Scotty, Scotty V cards. He has a YouTube channel. He's on Instagram. Also, he shared some stats today between uh, Stan, the man and Ken Griffey jr. I did not know how good of stats Stan, the man had bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> Best Cardinal really? of all time. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, yeah, but, Ronaldo... but, uh, I, I think a lot of guys like that back then where you're like, you hear their name and you're like, yeah, that's a good player. And then you look at their stats and you're like, Oh, he's like a really, really good player. Oh, there are a lot of guys like that. Cause I don't know what it is. Maybe it's basketball kind of teaches you like, you know, all the players now, their stats are just so much better than in the past, unless you're like Will Chamberlain or something because of the mm -hmm. three point shot too. But baseball is totally different. It's like, there's so many juice stats from the past. Not there were so many, there were so many guys having thousand OPSs running career thousand OPSs. And nowadays it's like impossible because pitching is so good. Yeah. You I get agree. like one or two guys a year that have a thousand OPS. Yep, I, that's it's interesting. I, I see that all the time. Uh, Ronaldo, this is Prism 2014 Green Crystal at 25 BGS 9, so for nearly 14,000. But the Messi Mega Cracks PSA 8 rookie, number 71, his most sought after rookie, so for 12,600. Like, there's a very, very drastic difference between these two cards, what they are, um, why they're valuable each. There's a lot more made of the Messi's 
but uh, they are they are still are rare, especially in a high grade. They're super tough to grade. I think a lot of people are pretty passionate about this one. If you're a soccer card collector, man, I love me some modern cards, but it'd be hard to pick against a messy rookie high grade like that PSA near mint, um, near near mint to mint. I'd probably take the messy fair of me, Nate. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Not really. I I do like the cracked ice green look to it. That's kind of yeah. cool. But. Hey, I have a question. Joseph brings up a good point. It was 48, so half the teams were plumbers and carpenters. What do you think somebody like Chris Davis, either Chris Davis, A's Chris Davis or Orioles Chris Davis, what do you think they would do if they were as big as they are now and you just plant them back in 1948? Because obviously they're both really bad these last couple of years. Like, really bad. But, uh, like, imagine just... Either of those Chris Davises with their insane power stepping onto a baseball field in 1948. Are we talking about an all-time great? I think we might be. <laughs> uh, yeah, but would you really get like a Chris Davis like this now? Back then, that's the thing. <laughs> no, and that's and that's fair. They, you know, they're not going to be as big and strong, probably. But still, it's it's just funny to think about. Mm-hmm. Like a guy that is pretty trash right now would probably be the best, most feared power hitter in the history of baseball if he transported back 50 years that that makes sense rob uh, says rob says the messy for him uh the only way he'd take the ronaldo is if it were a psa 10 i would have to agree with that magic says what's up aaron and nate what is up magic good to see you okie dokie so last one here for the pwcc weekly auction recap number four is our under 100 dollars comparison here we got blake griffin 2009 crown rail Rookie autograph number uh, 399 BGS 9.5 compared to a 2017 Prism sticker auto of Steve Kerr, SGC 1010. Uh, the Griffin sold for 86, the Steve Kerr for 84. Nate, we are really at that point where Blake Griffin is so forgotten about. They selling for the same as a Prism coach auto. I understand. I feel it. like there's got to be somebody somewhere that's like, I loved Blake Griffin, whether it be at Oklahoma or in his younger years with the Clippers and Lob City. Or, you know, a Pistons fan that's like, I enjoyed having him on the team. 86 bucks. Yeah, that seems like an absolute deal. Anyway, you slice it up. I mean, he was one of the most exciting players to watch in basketball for like a few years stretch. Well, one of the most exciting, not the most exciting, but he really was. I mean, I remember when I was in middle school, he was kind of the truth coming out. He was the talk of the town. I know. Everywhere. But uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. And it's on card, too, I'm pretty sure. I just zoomed in. I'm pretty sure it's on card. 86, like you said. I mean, I feel like down the line, someone else is going to pay like 150, 200 for it. All right. We are moving very quickly on. <laughs> Leland Pistons fans don't exist. I can confirm I do know some Pistons fans. I, I know a number of Pistons fans. And let me tell you, they're very passionate. And they also very much hate their team a lot of the time. <laughs> that is true. Uh, well, now they, they have love Isaiah Stewart. They have Caden now, so we'll see what happens. Rob, can we pass on both of those cards? You can. Go take your $85 and go buy some baseball. Um, but we are moving on to the main discussion of today's live stream. Is the sports card wax and seal product market still viable? And I guess that that's a way to say, like, is it worth it to buy sports card boxes, keep them sealed, and hold them? This really doesn't have anything to do with the actual ROI of opening product, which we know is very low, unless you get the one lucky box or the few lucky boxes that hitch you a monster, which it's possible. Um, we've we've been running breaks for over a year now, and have hit some people for a very low amount of money, five-figure cards, but the odds are low. Um, so this entire discussion is going to be based around buying sports card boxes, putting them like let's just say in a closet or in a in a uh, safe whatever keeping them sealed and selling them later down the line um because a lot of people i think like four years ago w- before the covid boom before the, all the people got into sports cards and were buying them and grading cards and ripping boxes whatever it might be um what used to say hey it's a really safe way right to make money in cards is by buying <laughs> bless you nate is by Thanks. buying product sticking in a closet and forgetting about it um well recently as much it's not been that easy um you know it's not as easy to just go buy a box stick in a closet and hope that makes money especially if you buy it at a wrong time um i will also say this the next slides you're gonna see is gonna have nothing to do with like retail release and i'm not saying just like target target or walmart i'm talking like right now you're looking at the screen or if you're listening on podcast uh, we're looking at a graph right here 
of the 2019 Prism Hobby Box. Uh, basketball, that is. And this has nothing to do with it releasing for $375 back in 2019. That was before Cards Absolute exploded. $375 was the most that's ever released for at the time. And that was a ton because there was heat coming to cards for like nine months at that point. A lot of heat. Um, COVID was not the thing that started the sports card boom. It was already happening. It just absolutely took it to new heights like crazy. But, um, you know, we're not referencing that at all for the sole reason that there's the prices change all the time when they're releasing. The prices have went way up, which has been driving secondary market values way up. And we can talk about that, that in a general sense at the end. But we have a ton of data to share right now, so I just want to get moving on. Um, and this all started today with kind of doing some research into this type of thing and seeing over the last year. So this is all on a one-year timeline. How has different sports card box products performed? So if you bought these boxes a year ago, stuck them in your closet, would you have growth? Would you have lost? We'll see. The first one, 2019 Prism Hobby Basketball, you'd be doing very poorly on. Um, 46% drop in price, $1,600 drop in price from like $3,500 to like $2,000 around there. So not a great look. I asked people, you know, why is this? My thoughts were, well, I, my questions were, is it because PSA shut down affordable grading? Was a high population base in silver PSA 10s dropping price? An interest shift. When I say that, I mean like from opening packs, from opening boxes, from breaking, from keeping boxes sealed to more like buying singles, um, if that's what it is, or overproduction. Uh, we have some comments here. I can't read all these because it take me way too long to read. But if you are seeing on YouTube, you can start reading some of these on the screen. I will read one per page. And I'll just go with the shorter one right here. So Triple M Sports Cards. It uh, really depends when you came into the hobby. If you were post-2019, you have taken some hard hits. However, however if you're pre-2019, the wax dip isn't hurting as much because most of your seal is still sitting 50 to 500% above where it was a few years back. So my point there is like, yeah, four years ago, if you bought it, you'd be looking really good still. If you bought more recently, a year ago, not so much on something like this 2019 Prism uh, hobby. Next one here is from AT Breaks. It's not that they are sinking in price. It's the fact that people... They're actually smart. Won't pay the prices that people have raised them to. Some of the prices are absurd for some of these boxes. Um, you know, that Prism Hobby, like I said, released at $375 back in 2019. Hey, what, Nate? I like that. I like that because uh, it's true. Like, would you sit here and pay? Would you even pay $1,600 for this box? No, there's no way. There's no chance I'd pay $1,600 for this box. Um, sure, you have a chance to be holding on to a box that has one of John Moran's main rookies in it, like sealed, you know, mm -hmm. like his rookie class. Um, there's also a chance it has a super high in card in it because in Prism Hobby, you can hit oranges out 49, blue ice out 99. I'll just tell you right now, like blue out of 199 of John Morant's like $10,000 card now. Um, PSA 10, I think, or maybe it's higher yeah. than that. No, it's a... I, think the I think I saw 14 grand or something like that for PSA 10. So, I just I was just looking at one the other day. So then the flip side too of 2019 Prism is like Zion is also was a huge chase in this box, not so much anymore at this moment. Who knows in a year from now? Um, but also Frankie, I will point out Frankie's comment because it is very rings very true. A uh, value of the hits don't justify cost of box to break even. You need to hit one of the two top players, and even then you don't break even unless the card grades a PSA 10. And with the hor horrible quality control, you're hoping it at least gets a nine. Box needs to be more affordable. Can't justify spending two can a box where the top hit is like $1,500. If you're thinking about like a John Rand Prism Silver PSA 10, and those are even hard to hit in themselves of the specific player. Uh, more times than not, you're upside down in the box if you open it. So yeah, and this whole discussion is around the actual long-term or at least one year, let's say, span of holding a box. Um, Hoth and Brake says, the thing that hurt the market is Panini in general. They forced up to 400% markups on us this year from last I didn't see Tops make this move. I'm glad Fanatics has done what they did. Panini is not good for the hobby and has outpriced a ton in the market. Best part of what's cute that Panini does is release hobby boxes at high markup and then releases retail variants with the same hits. There's nothing super exclusive to buying higher priced boxes anymore unless you spend 10K plus thinking like flawless. It's a shame to see how this year played out by the biggest provider in the industry. To be fair, Tops does the same thing because... We had some Topps Chrome retail boxes, and I hit a, or blaster boxes, and I hit a red Evan Longoria. Yeah, you're talking about, talking about taking the hobby hits and putting them into retail. Yeah, I would actually even 
kind of argue that Tops does it worse than Panini. Panini doesn't put any like blue ices of ninety nine to Prism. Tops does spread spread out their hobby hits. Oh my gosh, soccer was the, I guess good if you're buying blasters this year. But dude, Nate, people were hitting red Messi's out of ten, Bellingham Gold out of fifty, orange Pedri's out of twenty five out of blasters. So interesting as well. I actually just talked to a guy the other day, and he's he was talking about saving up money for Top Series one. And uh, you know I'm a big I'm a big um, hanger box guy. Mm-hmm. The odds for hitting usually get about two color per hanger box. We'll see what it does for series one this year. But if I'm just trying to go after Wander Franco, I'm definitely buying retail and banking on that because you get one Wander Franco base per hobby box, and then maybe you get a color. I feel like you probably have a lot better chance taking your hundred twenty dollars putting into six blaster boxes and hitting multiple wanders and maybe a color of wander interesting that's that, that's, that's i mean decent point you do i think the your odds of hitting the higher end cards is just super low i mean them i know you've hit camos you've hit pinks and blues right out of retail mm-hmm. so maybe just maybe i mean i've i've had i've had pretty good luck but also it's like what's the benefit of grabbing a hobby box you get an auto nobody cares about or a relic card that nobody cares about like, look at the autos out of tops. Yeah, like, you can you can hit like the on card Franco. Like, what is it going to be like eighty seven or whatever throwback? <laughs> yeah. But uh, you're right, you're right. That's normally not the chase in the slightest. Um. All right. So now what we're going to move on and look at is basically via Card Ladder Pro. If you're not signed for Card Ladder Pro and you do want to try it, there is a seven day free trial available. I highly recommend it. It took me about I don't know an hour to do all this research and make this presentation today. If I didn't wasn't able to use Card Ladder Pro, it would have taken me, I don't know, 10 hours, 20 hours to do it. It's actually insane how much time this saved me. Um, this is just speaking from the heart because I've been doing data work in sports cards for four years now. And uh, it's crazy. It's really a great tool, and I highly re- recommend it. Everything you're about to see is from Card Ladder Pro. So these are the, over the last year, the largest decreases by sealed product logged in on Card Ladder. There's like 400 different sealed products that card ladder tracks so this isn't going to include like 2020 select football blasters it's not going to include like 2021 top series one baseball hobby boxes um just keep that in mind so like you're going to see a lot of basketball here but also i think that would ring true regardless um if they tracked more or not because basketball these boxes have been getting crushed 97 tops chrome basketball hobby has been the biggest tanker 69 percent. that's 1500 dollars now 2019 prism retail oh sorry it goes down and then to the next um the next one's 2019 prism cello pack box it's at 800 now it's a 66 percent drop in the last year so that's a retail product 2019 prism basketball retail 64 percent drop retail price hey remember when we opened those for 70 dollars a box i do i still have my zion psa 10 i hit out of it good times um 2019 mosaic basketball hobby box dropped 63 percent in the last year 2016 select basketball hobby box dropped 61% in the last year. So now we have a select product. 2019 mosaic solo box dropped 59% in the last year. I mean, this stuff is just bloodbath. 98 tops chrome basketball hobby. Now this is another vintage, vintage quote unquote box here. Pre 2000, a tops chrome box dropping 60%. Um, a lot of people probably saw his post and like, you know, Oh, wax isn't dropping. It's just the years of the overproduced prism Zion jaw, this type of stuff. Um, but there's a lot more than just that going on. I know that a lot of this is right. Like there's been multiple 2019 basketball products so far, but there's more than that too. 2016 select hobby dropped a lot. 2019 prison fast break. So a lot of prism 2019, as you can tell, uh, 58% drop, but here you go. Here's another thing like 2003 tops basketball factory set down 56%. That's got, you know, LeBron's rookie in it. Um, 2020 prison EPL soccer hobby box Panini came out. Releasing this way too expensive, like $600 a box for a set that doesn't even have that great of a rookie chase. I mean, it's a nice set. There's really good players in it, but there's no rookie class like 2020 tops from Champions League in this. Um, that's a 56% drop just from the fact that Panini overpriced it to start. This is not a like, like this is what I call an overhyped product is this Prism Hobby. When it goes from 375 up to 3500 in like the span of a year and a half or so or a year, Prism soccer was just released way too high and then you have 1996 tops from basketball this is kobe's rookie rookie year the vintage oh. boxes again 
That's down 55%. If you think of that, that's a $27,000 box. That means that box was like 60K a year ago. Gracious. Here, How about LeBron's rookie? 2003 Topps Trump basketball hobby. 19K I, I, now. I'm kind of shocked. Do you think you think that has to do with the fact that um, people are liking LeBron less? So, like, even though it has Bosch and it has Wade and it has uh, Carmelo, I don't know, Nate. Kobe, Kobe's box dropped just as much. This no, that's Ray true. Al- says Ray Allen, Steve Nash, and uh, Allen Iverson. It. It's because Steve Nash, coach of the Nets, Nets no. underperforming. No, 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 no. That's not why. <laughs> no, this is this is a shift. This is a shift is what this is. But 55% drop on 2003 Top Strong Basketball Hobby Boxes. There are like not a lot of those things to go around. So that debunks the whole too much stock if you're thinking about like Prism Fast Break or something. Uh, 2019 Crown Royal Basketball Hobby dropped 55% down to 290 a box. 2018 Prism Basketball Retail, that's Luca, Trey, um, Jerry Jackson Jr., Shea, Aiton dropped to 1250. That's 54% drop. I also remember when we bought those for $70 a box. Yeah, it was 70 a box. I remember that. Shout out to Sweet Mackay Luke. <laughs> uh, 2019 Spectra Basketball Hobby Box, first off the line, dropped 54%. 1988 Fleer Basketball Hobby Box, BBC Authentic. Dropped 53% down to 7,800. 2018 Prism World <laughs> Cup. The BBC. I know. Oh, 2018 boy. Prism World Cup Soccer. This is the uh, Fat Pack box with Mbappe's rookie. Dropped 52%. This is not a product that got overhyped with no numbered cards in it at all. 2017 Prism Football Hobby Box. Dropped 52%. Now we're on a football. Um, that's like one of the biggest football classes of all time. Not of all time. Of recent memory, I guess, just because Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes drives that product, right? Yep. Um. 2016. If Deshaun uh, Watson comes back. Yeah. So I said I was thinking of Mahomes and Deshaun combined, but that's not really there anymore, or at least yeah. this exact moment. 2016 Optic Basketball Hobby 725. That's down 52 percent. The first set of Optic Hobby ever. 2017 Prism Fast Break 490 down 51 percent. And then 2019 Hoops Basketball Hobby Box down 50 percent from 600 to 300 dollars over the last year. And then Revolution 2020 Hobby down 50 percent as well. Um, from what 380 to 190 and i cut it off here this was all the ones that car layer tracks that were down 50 percent or more in the last year that car layer tracks that's not like 400 products that's a lot that's i have a, a question for you yes nate you might get to this later on so yeah, if you're yeah going, don't don't ask you, wait wait if you're going to get to it but are you for this trend oh am i for the trend of all these sealed products falling correct i was thinking we we're going to talk about this at the end Okay. Yeah, we can talk about it at the end. Yeah, but I think that there's there's like multiple things here so that go into that. Am I for people losing a lot of money? No, but am I for people being able to afford product? Yes. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. that's how I feel overall. But um, I want to point out a graph here because I know all that was just a snapshot of the last year and the overall drop. So this is the graph of 2019 Prism basketball retail boxes in the last year. They're 1,400 a box, which is insane to think a year ago. And since then, they've really just dropped. There's been kind of some up and down action, whatever, along the way. But there's been no signs of a rebound here, Nate. I mean, we're looking pretty much at an all-time low over the last year, like today. Um, I have a like I feel like most singles that are like at least a little bit sought after in the marketplace have had a little bit of a rebound in a sense, or at least if you're buying the right stuff that people are desire, you're doing okay. Like we've had good experiences buying unique cards recently uh, and selling them and stuff. But this is just shows no sign of life at all. And like Nate said, these boxes used to be $70 retail. They're still mm-hmm. 505 I mean, Michael Brown says seal wax is on clearance. Bye, 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 and hold on for dear life. But I don't know if $505 is clearance or $1,400 is just insane price that no one's ever going to pay again when they release at $70, you know? Like I mean, the- how, how could you? We opened, we opened two boxes. And yeah. at the time, it seemed like we got hammered. And then through grading, we did okay. And those grading, those graded cards that you graded, we'd be getting hammered at five hundred and five dollars a box. Absolutely, absolutely. And so it's uh, like, another, how could you? How could you do that? I don't know. But another one to point out is twenty sixteen Select Hobby. Select was super hyped a year ago. And then what did Select do, Nate, with football? Killed it. Put in a ton of retail. Put in a ton of parallels put in a ton of die cut parallels 
and then they did it with basketball too. And regardless of if it actually is taken into effect in 2016 select hobby, it affects it. It affects the brand. It waters down the overall brand. And this is a rare box here. 2016 select basketball hobby that has dropped down to 835 from 2200. Um, that is quite a substantial drop, quite a substantial drop. And here's the graph. And also obviously like no signs of rebounding there right now. Uh, and then graph of 2003 tops Chrome basketball hobby from $42,000 down to 18,775. I rebound a little bit, probably like a thousand or so from the last sale to the sale before that. But once again, another one that has just kind of been on its way down and that's a lot of money for a sealed box, a lot of money. So for a lot of these boxes, and this is a 2017 prism hobby, 14 grand a year ago today. 14k i can't even believe that actually 14 grand for a 2017 prison ba- football hobby nate that's insane, insane. down to six thousand. well you gotta remember that a singular um patrick mahomes prism base psa 10 was around that price though it was you're right and i feel like a lot of people did kind of equate like the best hittable card in the product to the box price as a psa 10 um all right so that's that's where we finish all the drops and uh, that's a lot. That's obviously a lot of product that's dropped, but that that's not like this is not like I'm not trying to sit here. I don't want people to think every single steel box of all time has dropped in price for the last year because it's just not true, which is what the next few slides are going to be about. Um, you pick products that aren't super hyped up and you buy them and you probably have done pretty well over the last year. That's the whole thing here, I think, is that this is more than just sealed wax. This goes for everything. And I'd like to point out a comment that was put in by Joseph. If cards or any commodity quadruples in value in six months, I'd even say a year, uh, be prepared for an eventual drop in price. Clothing, shoes, and cards all have their small peak and lower values. Because that is super, super good point. Um, Prism Hobby, super hyped up. Jumps up to 3,000, gets crushed. Uh, Tops Chrome, 2003, super hyped product. LeBron PSA 10s, shoots up in price, drops down. Regardless of if that's one of the most famous sets of all time or most softer sets of all time, it's still getting crushed in price. now. If you put your eggs in the basket of these boxes, which some are kind of surprising, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about why on some of these, um, you would have done really well in the last year. If you bought Topps Chrome Formula One hobby boxes, obviously that product was not super – I mean, people were excited about it, but the overall marketplace wasn't really taking to it at the start. Those were really cheap, and uh, it's up to $2,150 for a hobby How box. How much were they? I don't know. Curiosity? $250 or something? I can oh, check root. Wow. No, maybe four hundred dollars. Still, um, yeah, yeah, they were like five hundred. They're like five hundred a year ago. Even then, yeah, yeah like five. Knowing what I know now about Topps Formula One or <laughs> Formula One in general, it's like goodness gracious. Right. So that was the top performing product over the last year. Uh, Two thousand ten Topps Chrome Football. That's one of my favorite football sets of all time. I opened a ton of that product. Uh, Six hundred forty-seven dollars, one hundred forty-seven percent gain. This is really puzzling to me, but the only things I can think about is Rob Gronkowski cards are like super, super hot right now. Um, Demarius Thomas, RIP, some of his cards went up a lot in price, but I know they settled down since then as that happened with Kobe too. Um, other than that, I can't think for one second why 2010 Topps Chrome has exploded in price. Uh, 2020 Noir Basketball Hobby Box, there was like a really, really low sale to start for that, which kind of contributes to $2,000 or that 146% game. 2016 Spectra, that sale is like, Double the last box sale is the best offer accepted. I'm not even sure if I'm going to count that one. But this here's where you start to get fun here. This slide is all 2020 product football. But it's all oddball 2020 football product. Like we're talking absolute, which I understand they have kabooms, which is the only reason it's gained this much value. But that's still an oddball product. 2020 certified football. 2020 Origins football and 2020 Illusions football. All these products I just have are a near. Hard time believing that Illusions is on this list. I know, right? They're all near can... a thousand. Huh? You can go into. I know it's Illusions basketball, but you can go into any Walmart, Target right now and find Illusions basketball on the on the on the shelf. And yet um, you can. Illusions football goes up in price. I guess it's a hobby box. I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah. But 124 to 140 percent gain on all these products, and they're all near a thousand dollars. But this is so class-driven. I mean, when Herbert and Burrow are just destroying, and then you have Kabooms from this product in the top left, they're selling for five figures all day, I guess, of some of the golds and stuff. I guess it's just what happens. But, Nate, I would 
not be I'm not disagreeing with you. It's crazy illusions is on this list. Yeah, 2019 SP Authentic Hockey that grew 106%. 2012 Contenders Football grew 95%, which is super odd. Uh, it's up to $1,000 considering Russell Wilson's really the only valuable card in there. Well, I take that back. There's some other valuable cards. But, um, you know, like RG3 and Andrew Luck are not that valuable at all. 2016 Prism Football Hobby Box. This one shouldn't really be on here. It hasn't sold since October. Um, the fact that Dak and Carson Wentz have been atrocious since then. Well, Dak was decent, but they lost on um, that product would for sure sell lower now. And then 2004 playoff contenders football, 2019 finance champions league soccer's up 90%, 2020 national treasures basketball up 87%. It's a high end hobby set right there. Um, Lamella ball, Anthony Edwards, 2020 spectra football hobby, another 2020 football, another 2010 football. I don't get this. I used to collect 2010 football cards like crazy. Uh, where's all my sealed boxes. I probably have some empty 2010 tops chrome packs like shoved in a dresser drawer somewhere. You probably um, have 2010 Topps Chrome cards sitting somewhere, right? They might have been donated. There's a chance those are donated to wow. some kids. But um, well, good, a good, a good cause. Good use of cards, exactly. Hey, tell me what what do you see here between all these products that have gained value in the last year? Um, you were right. A lot of a lot of very random. Sort not the national treasures. That's not random, um, but. Just kind of random, and not a random contended. assortment, right? Yeah, it's you, there's no real rhyme or reason to it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I also think that that's the whole point of it is that you have unique stuff that isn't the buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this only, and that stuff just had such a chance to gain in value because it wasn't overhyped in the past. Um, now, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I love that Noir being on there. You, you, and I both. Big fan of noir. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of noir. It's kind of fun seeing Prism not. I mean, I, I know a lot of people have Prism wax, so I don't want to say anything bad, but let me just say it's I've been a noir fan over Prism for a long time. That's the point. Um okay, so now let's just I mean, here's the Formula One graph. There's like 250 different uh track sales here on this graph, which is a ton, ton of hobby boxes and still grew like crazy. But here we go, Nate. We didn't see any baseball, we didn't see any baseball in the dip. We didn't see any baseball in the super explosion. That's right. Safe. So my thing about baseball here is that you have staple products, super stable products in Bowman Chrome and Bowman. Well, actually two Bowman boxes. And then 2012 Prism Baseball Hobby, which some people can get excited. Some people don't. But my point is that's that that is still the Prism brand. But the fact that baseball had these 40 to 50 percent gains over the last year for really good products like Bowman Chrome was very clearly the best or I keep saying Bowman Chrome Bowman baseball hobby for 2019 and 2020 were very clearly the best products right Nate like you agree Mm -hmm. and they just gained steady value because they weren't overhyped here's I'd be curious to see what Bowman Chrome does in the same time period well actually 2020 Bowman Chrome is also up about 30 percent I saw oh wow so interesting um, but 2019 Bowman Baseball Hobby, this has got Wander Franco, uh, Julio Rodriguez, Marco Luciano, Joey Bart, um, and I can't remember if there's any others. But um, $790 the last sale in the normal hobby box, and that was like 500 a year ago. And then I also want to point out these aren't tracked in card layers, so these are from uh, eBay, Terapeak data. But uh, I wanted to see baseball product that was like Prism. And I would say a 2018 update baseball hobby would be the closest thing to Prism. Because there's like 20,000 Acuna graded PSA, whatever, update rookies. So it's the closest I could think of. And even 2018 Tops Update Baseball has pretty much been even over the last year. The sales data points on the top, 1,000 and 1,050 for Update Baseball Hobby. That's from 2021. The sales below, 955 is from a week and some change ago. So yeah, like I would say that baseball is either held really strong or is gained in value slightly. Or 40%, which is decent on your wax for sure. And then I want to look at the two Prism World Cup hobby boxes, which have also gained 38 to 44%, um, which I actually am surprised about. I thought these would be way more hyped up a year ago. Maybe if you go six months ago, these would be higher, and then they drop from there. Um, but those also gain around 40%. Now, this is where it gets to be like the ultra-modern talk time. April 17th, 2021, this is like right around when Football Blasters were releasing a couple weeks after for 2020 Select Football. 
These things, Nate, could you believe these things were $205 for a blaster box of select football? And oh. now they're like 65 bucks. And listen, Ugh. listen, you look at this. There is 2020 football product all over the place on this page. 125% gains for illusion, certified origins, absolute football hobby boxes. You look at select, which some people used to say would be a top brand in the hobby. And the retail form is just getting absolutely destroyed. Now I'm sure that the hobby format of select 2020 football has either held strong or done pretty well. But uh, it's been rough out there for the retail product, mostly because of it being overpriced to begin with. Why is there $205 blaster boxes for product that has thousands of burrows in Herbert's? Were those like the first ones, though? Nate, I went a couple weeks after to make sure it wasn't like the first first sale. All right. I just I just wonder what happened like maybe a month down the line of two months, because I think by that point, people would have started realizing how many silver premier level and concourse and club level and uh field level herberts there are i'm, sure, I'm are. sure you're right but it also didn't happen within a week you know it wasn't like the it's probably like 205 to like 180 and 175 type of deal you know um but still still any way you slice it up it's crazy and this is uh 2020 optic basketball blaster boxes Basketball blaster boxes is at $75. This is a few weeks after these things started to hit shelves. And now they're like 45. So it's not as crazy of a drop. It's still nearly 50%, probably around like 35, 40, maybe or 45. Um, that 375 there is not the value of one blaster. That's a five. So 75 was the sale on that. In October 9th of 2021, though, that wasn't a year ago because these didn't release until October. So there's that. Um, but now we got to the end of this whole deal. I want to revisit the question that Nate asked, and I want to ask this chat the same thing. So, Nate, why don't you ask the question, and let's have people answer, and we can read off their comments, and we can add our thoughts. So my question was, are you okay with this? Obviously, you don't want to see people losing money. Nobody ever wants to see other people losing money in this hobby. Of course, people have to lose money in this hobby because that's just the nature of the beast. Um, But are you okay with this? Because I have some thoughts, and I want to hear your thoughts before I share my thoughts. I'll start talking, then people will add in their thoughts on uh, the whole wax movement, up, down, and price, retail stuff dropping, and then we can add them in uh, what people say. But my thoughts are this, is that there's people along the chain of the spectrum when it comes to sealed product. It's a lot different than singles, right? Like you got collectors, and then some grade them, and then some sell them, and that's about it. Um, with wax is a whole different ballgame. You got the manufacturers that go into the, the wholesalers, the distributors, the card shops themselves, the breakers online, like the flippers, the ones that go to Target. There's just so many different things that add into it. And it all kind of starts at the top and then works its way down. Um, well, actually, it kind of starts in the middle, I'd say. You know, so there's a few different things here. You've got the distributors, distributors that charge decent prices, like pretty cheap. And then you got the people that then upcharge them a lot, but a lot of it starts from Panini themselves. Over the last year and a half, they've taken so much product online and jacked the price up so much when they release it. I remember when they were releasing Hoops Hobby Boxes for like $400 last year or something cool. like that, $350. <laughs> um, in yeah. 2020, that was not like 2019 because at that point it was way cheaper than that. So they like 4X their product in about a year. And then everyone else just kind of do this, started to do the same along the line. And um, I get that demand was there. I get stuff was selling out. I get that sh- stores were clearing. Um, I haven't been a Target in a long time to look for cards. But I hear now that there's more products sitting on shelves than a year ago for sure. Um, and a lot of that's because your blaster boxes of these products are not selling for a lot on eBay. Um, just because there's so much out there now. And that's kind of what we were expecting. And, and I, I, I am I totally think- okay with what's going on. But um. I'd be a lot happier if it was changes from the top or the middle, from the manufacturers to the, to the distributors to wherever the chain is along the line that helps make this stuff cheaper. You know, because regardless of what it is, like, you know, we could see maybe the 2019 Prism Hobby drops in half from 3200 to 1600 I bet you no one in the stream is going right now to buy a Prism Hobby box. I know we're not going to go buy a Prism Hobby box. And I know that when they release 2022 Prism Hobby, it's probably going to be like $800 to $1,000. So in essence, it's not going to change much when the secondary market drops unless 
people just stop buying at those prices. And we have definitely stopped buying at the high prices that they're charging. Uh, We're trying to do our part. I don't know if other people are, you know, what what they're thinking on it, but that's how I feel about it. I had a counterpoint to one of your points, but I've forgotten it now. (laughs) That's Um, okay. I don't like to be countered. But I I, I have some thoughts of my own, and it stems from working at the card shop. And, uh, you know, grandma and grandpas would come in from time to time, mom and dads um, without their kids or grandma and grandpas without their grandchildren, and just looking for affordable cards to buy their kids. And, of course, you know, a hobby shop at that time, hobby boxes were getting more expensive. And this was a couple years ago now, so you could still find retail in stores. Um and hobby boxes are getting expensive. We're talking NBA hoops boxes for $80, which seemed absurd at the time. And I would tell them, I, I, maybe I shouldn't have told them this, but I would tell them, hey, don't buy this hobby box. If you're looking for something cheaper, don't try to buy this or buy packs out of it. Go to your local Meyer or your Target or your Walmart, and you can find hoops, blaster boxes if they want basketball um, on the shelves, guaranteed, because they're always there for $20. You could find hoops, blasters everywhere for 20 bucks and you can get them something and you don't have to spend an arm and a leg. And then slowly but surely, everyone started buying everything out of shops and hoops, blaster boxes from 2019. were going for a hundred dollars resale, if not more. And so you took out the opportunity for people to be able to buy cards for others for cheap. And you took out the opportunity for kids to buy cards for cheap. Um, when you're making trash products like hoops super, super, super expensive or making it super expensive on the secondary market. So I'm super okay with these prices dropping, and I would like to see them drop even further. I mean, if, I that, if that means that my hit from a 2020 top or 2022 Topps Chrome Blaster, a hit that would have been $100 a year ago is now $20, and it just pays for the Blaster Box, okay. I'm okay with I that. I mean... At that point, at least you can get in and open it right? and have fun. I, I mean, I'm, I'll preach forever that the reason why I'm in cards today is because when I was a kid, I could go up to Target and buy a $3 pack of cards out of a gravity feed. Or I could go to a card show and, and buy a dollar rookie card. You know, this and that. Um, I couldn't imagine being a kid today and walking into Target and not having any cards to buy. And then I hop on eBay because I at least know what eBay is. And they're all $100. I'm like, well, I'm not buying that. <laughs> so um, it's interesting. Hey, this is also a good point. They are they have up their prices. So you know, Topps Chrome Blasters used to be twenty dollars. You find them this past year, they were thirty everywhere. Really? Um, yeah, I know that. Uh, I know for Panini products, like some of the Mosaic Online was getting increased in price, but uh, Donruss Fat Packs. I know this because Wal- Walgreens gets them in. Donruss Fat Packs used to be three ninety nine a pack. They've been upped. Their all their fat packs have been up to seven ninety nine and nine ninety nine. Wow. Dang. Um. So like, they are Panini might not be able to get their money in hobby boxes as much, but they'll make sure they get their money in retail by jacking those prices. Well, don't speak so fast on the hobby boxes. Remember, all these new products are still going to be selling as long as there's breakers out there that are selling breaks. A lot of this stuff is going to move. Um. Nay, I think you got to answer this right now. All right. I did not. I did not. You got to read the question because a lot of people have no idea. Uh, Yeah. Josh Howard says, Nate, I always hear you dropping little KU references. Did you attend KU Rock Chalk? Number one, Rock Chalk. Uh, Number two, (laughs) I did not. Would have loved to, but it was absurdly expensive compared to just attending a hometown school. I mean, I would have been spending like 20 extra thousand dollars, 30 extra thousand dollars a year. Um, Though I did, I did, I did. At least it did at least cross my mind. Um, but no, as a little kid, I was born. I went well as a little kid, of course. I was born in Kansas. And then um as a little kid, my parents would watch and we grew up in Wisconsin, would watch Badger basketball. And my brothers loved Badger basketball, and I hated it because it was super boring. And I wanted something else, which I stumbled upon the Jayhawks, and they were fun and uh fast and they weren't the same style of basketball that Wisconsin plays, nor have they ever been because they're a good style of basketball and Wisconsin's a trash style of basketball. And so I fell in love with Kansas. And uh, from the age of like six onwards, I've been a huge Jackson. At least I can actually say I went to the school I cheer for. <laughs> well, you also lived in state. 
I know. I know. Um, well, for the first year or two, I lived in Minnesota. Um, but they but have, they have, they have reciprocity, right? I, they do. I'm just messing with you. Um, speaking of Wisconsin, I would love for there to be a NCAA tournament matchup with Wisconsin and Kansas at some point down the line. Oh. I need that. I need that so badly. <laughs> Dude, this, this Kansas team, though, man, they have a lack of big men talent and depth. Well, we have no big men talent or depth either, so. Perfect match. Perfect match. I'm trying to pick a couple of these comments out. Um, Michael Brown said, watching the ebbs and flows of cards and seal wax are going through, uh, show that the card market is going through a correction phase. That is very good point here. Now, certain cards are still hot. Certain cards you can make money on. A lot of it at this point is, in my mind, like starting like in 2022, We've had good success buying in 2022, either grading and then selling or buying slabs early. If you pick the right players and they start playing while selling them, it's, it would be a tough scene trying to buy like a year ago to sell now. There's a very few amount of cards that would have made money over that time, and you'd have to be really rich to have a lot of this good sports cards that made money. Um, retails for the kids. I'm glad it's re- reverting back to that. So a sharpshooter. I sure hope so. Um, I, I will not walk in a Target again if it means all these kids get to get packs. And I haven't walked in a Target for a long time to buy cards. Although I would like to buy maybe like one twenty dollar blaster box of like Top Scrum Soccer if I can. Just I mean, to... if 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 I'm wa- if I'm in Target for something else and I stumble across a pack or two, you know, Allen and Ginter. Okay, I'll, I'll buy a pack Allen Ginter. Yeah. Pack. Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> you about the whole hologram thing? I did not. Oh, <laughs> I think there's odds that a Tupac hologram is going to appear last night. <laughs> during the halftime show um retail is pure garbage over print out 98 base cards no chance for monster hits which is i would say why it's dropping a lot also like basketball the elephant parallels were selling really well but those are also um pretty hard to hit dylan says what they did was select broke my heart one of my favorite products and they extremely devalue the brand with these retail releases and then frankie says vladdy or tani who is the better buy oh I, I, if Vladdy stays in shape, I like Vladdy from the pure fact that he might be the best hitter in the AL for the next like 10 years. And if Otani stays healthy and can keep adding innings and at bats to the point where he gets to 200 innings a year and gets to like 550 at bats a year, you're looking at a 10 win above replacement player every year. He does that probably. You're right. So I guess both are kind of. Um, if this happened, but but the big question is, can Otani stay healthy? This is also something like Rob says. My take on this: it starts when we base our prices on what blow cards are selling their product for, when we are allowing one company to demand the prices. Then, my opinion is ruining the market. Um, I haven't really used blow to price my stuff in forever. I, I don't know why people will actually do it anymore. There's so much product that sells like through eBay, which is a way better read on secondary market demand. Um, blow just can throw any price out there they want. Like when they were pre-ordering Donruss at a thousand plus dollars a hobby box for 2020, and then market market has sold out. Like, did it actually? Who knows? Yeah, I would, I would, I would ignore that as much as possible. Hey, um, quick thing to Leland. Leland says Otani will not stay healthy. Uh, a little bit offensive because I'm pretty sure this means Otani is going to be at the top's premiere party, and that means that Otani and I are about to become best friends tomorrow. Um, so I would like you to not say that about my best friend. <laughs> Did I just get replaced by Otani on Slapside? <laughs> it's, like bring... it's like Step Brothers. You ever seen they... Step Brothers? Yes, I have <laughs> seen Step Brothers. <laughs> I, yes. Um, Nate's going to bring Otani a cheese wheel tomorrow. <laughs> Big old cheese wheel. He's going to say, what do I do with this? Cheese wheel, couple beers, and uh, some dried meats. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, the Canthal Kid, what's up? How are we doing, man? Um, and then I would say the last part of this is the whole, like buying sealed wax to put in the closet. Cause that's how I started the discussion with like, this is over the last year. This is how the products performed. This is what would have lost you money, made you money. Um, in my mind, Nate buying sealed product to put in a closet is a risk for a few reasons. One, you, you, you could pick a really terrible product and lose 50% of the money or one that's overhyped. But if you avoid the overhyped ones, you have better chance. The second is uh, if you have any type of urge to rip products, 
it's super risky. Oh. Eight. So right there, right there, it's already a risk. And then yeah. number two, go ahead. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I'm just going to point out that Aaron brings up a very, very valid point. If you have the itch to rip, holding product is impossible. And then I want to point this out. Uh, Timothy, this was my last point. Tying up a lot of money over time. There's some people who can stash cases of product in their closet, in their safe, in a warehouse. Um, a lot of us cannot. And I have flipped a few cases back in the day, some few boxes back in the day that gained a lot of value. But I always find it more valuable to be able to move in and out of cards quicker, grade them, sell them, and it just goes a lot better for myself. I can't see myself like grabbing like a $5,000 type of hobby box or even like a $1,000 type of hobby box trying to put it in a closet just to like pull it on a year and hope it's like $1,500. I would make $500 so much faster by buying raw cards and grading them and picking mm-hmm. the right players. And that's just how I feel about it. Some people have so much money that they just diversify. That's fine. That's not me. And I can't, it can't be me, especially right now. So that's just how I think about it. And uh, everyone's going to think about it in their own way too. So Please don't leave today thinking, one, that you can't collect sealed boxes or invest in sealed boxes. That's not what we're saying. Um, two, don't think that all products have gotten destroyed in the last year because it's not true either. Just the ones that have gotten super, super hyped and like quadrupled in price have. Um, and then three, I don't know what my third point is, but I had two. I have, I have a third point. Go ahead, Nate. I do think there is kind of an appeal, and I, I, I have wanted to do this, but I just don't have the willpower to just get every product that comes out that I can find something of get a blaster or two blasters, a couple hanger boxes, cello packs, whatever, and just hold on to it. And then, um, you know, you're into it for 20 bucks. If you get a couple hangers or 10 bucks, if you get a couple, uh, retail packs or something, just hold on to it and put it away and don't look at it. And then in like five, 10 years, you're sitting on a bunch of random products and you can just have like an enjoyable rip from time to time where you can, uh, you know, products that you wouldn't think of 10 years later you can look and you're like oh i forgot about this i'm gonna open it up see what i got uh yeah i i actually like the idea because that's like collecting packs that's like collecting wax right like i think it's cool like i like that idea more than buying it to hold it to make money but let's just say i had 200 dollars i wasn't planning making any money from i'm like let me just buy one year of a blast of tops chrome that they make you know soccer for the rest of the time and then when the world cup comes i open them all at one time like that'd be cool you know that'd be fun yeah. So I like the idea. Um, I have held basketball probably for three years down. I currently have none. Well, <laughs> that, that might be the point we we're getting at. Yep. So with all that being said about wax and packs and product and all that stuff, we've got some stuff coming up on whatnot this week. But I will say this. Every show this week, we're going to be starting every single thing at one dollar everything every single pack so that means we're just gonna let the people that are here joining us on whatnot on wednesday at five uh, six p.m eastern time thursday at five p.m eastern time at nate and then on friday this is our huge break six p.m eastern time on friday we have three cases of release day immaculate soccer that's coming in all of it's going to start at a dollar to let people hopefully get some nice deals um depending on how many people are in there and um that's what we're going to do because you know, I don't want to be that people are sitting down and overcharging 5x the box cost, you know, to get the thing ripped. Um, we'll sit down to see what people can get for a dollar. Or this auctions will start at a dollar. We're not going to, we can't sell each packet at a dollar. Um, Immaculate is going to be a random card. I don't think we'd be able to execute a hit draft. I might have, I might think it over though. Um, it's on the table. I haven't, I haven't fully figured out the plan for it yet. Um, but it will be a per card type of deal. But it's going to be super fun. So that's all happening this week on the Whatnot app. Um, I will say right now, if you have not made a whatnot account yet, you can do so right now. And we have a code. Let me just pull up the code quick. It's saved in my notes. It gets you $10 free credit if you sign up for an account right now. Uh, for whatnot, it's a pretty fun live selling and interaction app. It's actually the closest thing to like a card show I've been able to find online for at least selling wise. It's super fun. Um, but if you use that link, you can get $10 in free credit uh, for our shows this week. And who knows? You could probably get a pack for free, maybe through my stream or an H stream or something and be cool. Yeah. Nate, anything else to add into today's uh into today's live? Any resounding thoughts or last minute mm-hmm. ads? I think I shared them all. Um, but 
if you guys are, I think I'll be going through the slab stocks IG. One would assume for tomorrow oh, uh, night. Tomorrow? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tomorrow night, slab stocks at IG. Uh, be tuned. Stay tuned for a slab stocks uh, random live stream tomorrow night, sometime between the time of five and eight p.m. Pacific time. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure what's going to be happening at the Tops premiere party. Don't have a. I mean, I, I, I have not a clue what to expect going in. But if I have a chance to start an IG live and get some of your guys' questions and show you guys around a little bit, I am going to do that. So if that is allowed, if they allow me to do that, um, expect oh, an IG live tomorrow night. They're for sure allowing you to do that. That's one of the main reasons why you're going there. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're like make content, but don't show live. I don't know. They, You never know how stupid. Hey, I, I know. We walk into a show one time. We get yelled at for having a camera. You never know. <laughs> uh, Magic Instagram, Instagram live. But we also be sharing YouTube videos on the experience too. But it will be on Instagram live at Slab Stocks. But yeah, Nate's going to LA tomorrow uh, with and, my dad for the And for the I'll party. introduce everyone to my best friend, Otani. Yeah, we will definitely uh, let you all ask a million questions to Otani. <laughs> just kidding. That'd be impossible. Uh, imagine imagine Otani's got like one hour there and Nate just stands there for the entire hour <laughs> asking questions. Right in front of him. <laughs> Maybe like drags like, this kid it, out. It's my closest I can get to Babe Ruth. Uh, Magic, I figured you might have been joking, but I was just uh, wanting to make sure in case you didn't want to make an Instagram account. I don't know why you haven't yet. Just make it like user one two three four five six seven nine ten, and then uh, so you can watch this live. That's all I got. I got that's all I got for tonight. Uh, we got these lives coming up this week tomorrow. Card Collector Two Coast to Coast Card Shop uh, Card Video is coming on YouTube. Uh, probably gonna drop around six p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we went to Ryan's shop in Grove City, Ohio, next to Columbus. Uh, it's a really, really good video. Really good video. It's one of uh, the best produced videos we've had yet, I think. And it's going to be really cool. So please check it out. And then Friday, I have a 34-card SGC submission reveal video coming on Friday. So stay tuned for that. And also, this is my last live stream from this setting over the next two and a half weeks. Uh, I'm leaving for London on Saturday. And my next live will be very late. Well, not super late. I guess around midnight probably. Um local time in london so it'll be fun but uh, i'm really excited it'll be a great trip so everyone thanks so much for coming tonight i uh, hope you all enjoy the rest of your week and we hope to see you guys throughout all of our different content this week there's a lot coming up and uh sam yes uh please like this video if you can it helps us a lot and we'd really appreciate that see you everyone see you guys